If you have your Bible, pen, paper, you want to text it to yourself, however you want to make notes. Daniel 10 and Revelation 12, I have been chewing on those two particular scriptures together. And at, at first they didn't seem to make total sense to me, but, but they, you know, when you see the reference, how it references to other areas in your Bible, this is amazing to me how God has an answer, an unusual answer in uncertain times. I'll read it quickly, and then I want to read you something my grandfather wrote in 1906 in September. In the third year of the reign of Cyrus, the king of Persia, Daniel, had another vision. Now, here's the thing you have to understand. Cyrus was not what anybody by any standard would say, this great and godly king. He was unusual for the times, and he was working towards God's answers, even though he might not have been what we would call a traditional man of God. How can God use an ungodly king in an ungodly place in an ungodly time and send someone as godly as Daniel to speak into his life? And the next thing you know, he's doing such godly works, protecting God's people. Sounds real familiar, doesn't it? Unusual answers in uncertain times. It concerned the event certain to the things happening in the future, times of great tribulation, wars, and sorrows. And at this time, he understood what the vision meant. If that isn't today, you could change instead of Daniel chapter 10 and you could put today's date in it. And he's talking about how he's been having these dreams and visions in uncertain times, how uncertain is coming, how strange things are happening. And he said, in April, I was standing beside the Tigris uh, River. I looked up and suddenly there was before me a person robed in linen garments with a belt of purest gold around his waist and glowing. There's an, there's an angel in front of him. There's the answer to his prayers. This is an archangel standing there, most likely Gabriel by everything that I've read and studied. And he talks about his partner, you know, when he talks about as he's trying to get through to bring the answer to prayer, God sends Michael, who's the warring angel, archangel. And he's giving us this amazing revelation in a vision that he's giving to an ungodly seemingly king. But the Bible's really weird. It's, it's not weird in a weird, unusual sense. It's weird in that we don't always understand what it means. See, God doesn't judge the way we judge. He judges the heart. We look at hairstyles. We look at this. We look at that. We look at outward appearance. We look at past, present, and future. We look at, oh, 25 years ago, he said this, and they did that. God judges by the heart. And God knows when he can have a willing vessel with a willing heart. Unusual? Oh, boy, absolutely. He said, I saw this man and, and he said the people that were with him got so afraid. They didn't see him, but they were so in terror, they took off running anyway. They said, uh, suddenly they were filled with uh, unreasoning terror and ran to hide. And I was left alone. And he said, I grew pale and weak with fright. And then the angel touched me and he said, he lifted me up to my hands and knees. And I heard a voice, oh, Daniel, greatly beloved of God. Now he is hearing from something he was first really unbelievably afraid of. You know, sometimes we are so quick to judge improperly that we are really comfortable with things we shouldn't be comfortable with and really afraid of things we should actually be very comfortable with. In the end, the Bible says good will look like evil. Evil will look like good. And he said the very elect will be deceived. We've got to be careful of being deceived when we think I'm in the church. I know what I'm talking about. Well, a lot of times I think I know what I'm talking about. And unless it's scripturally, biblically sound, 
I may not know what's going to change tomorrow. And then, and then he said, Daniel, your request has been heard in heaven and was answered the very first day you began to fast and pray. And he said, for 21 days, the mighty evil spirit who overrules the kingdom of Persia, literally the prince of Persia blocked me away. Then Michael, one of the top officers in the heavenly army, came to help me so that I was able to break through these spirits, the rulers of Persia, and now I'm here. And now I'm here. And he said, and I want to tell you what, ha what will happen to your people, the Jews, in the end times for the fulfillment of prophecy. Having said that, I want you to jump to Revelation 12 about the, oh, let's go to the, you can read the whole thing of Revelation 12, but let's go around 7. Well, let's back up a little bit. She, and this is a this is a revelation like seeing a, in a sense it's like a vision and he said this he stood before the woman as he was about to give birth to as she was about to give birth to the child ready and it was just terrible to eat the baby as soon as the baby was born this is this is a vision of like ooh what's going to happen she gave birth to a boy who was to rule all nations with a heavy hand and was caught up uh, to God and to the throne. Now, listen to this. The woman fled into the wilderness where God had prepared a place to take her and take care of her for 1260 days. Now, listen to this. Then there was a war in the heavens. This is where we need to start. Then there was a war in the heavens. Now, I see a war in the heavenlies. Good looking like evil, evil looking like good. Even Christians tolerating things that that are really biblical praise the lord but and i love that in that when you read the bible and you go in agreement with the bible and you see god is love and you think oh i can believe god for this love and it's all wonderful but then you read things that are not god's highest and best for people and you think well in the act of love i'll just ignore all that well okay but how would we like god to ignore us Woo! I don't want to be in a position where i've ignored god and his and his ways of doing and being so much that god ignores me back yeah, that came out. I said that. And then it says there was a war in the heaven. And Michael, this is what we were talking about back in Daniel, same archangel, basically the angel of war. Uh, the angel came under his command, fought the dragon, basically Lucifer, and all of his hosts of the fallen angels. And the dragon, Lucifer, Satan, lost the battle and was forced from the heavens. Where did he go? Well, right here on earth. And this great day, a dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, was the one deceiving the whole world. Let's say that again real slowly. And this great dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, the one was deceiving the whole world. He was thrown down into the earth with his army. And then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. Now here it's getting amazing. It has happened at last. God's salvation and the power and the rule and the authority of his Christ are finally here. Woohoo! Hallelujah. And the accuser of the brethren has been thrown down from heaven into earth and he accuses them day and night before God. They defeated him. Here we go. Pay attention. Tune in. Ding, ding, ding. They defeated him by the blood of the lamb, the lamb of Jesus Christ slain from the foundation of the earth, the stripes on his back. He went to the cross. He was crucified. He rose from the dead. Why? So that we could live. Because I live, you shall live also. And he said they defeated him by the blood of the lamb and the word and the word and the word. When Daniel prayed, God answered. He used words. He prayed, God answered. 
and the word of their testimony. For they did not love their lives, but laid them down to him. Rejoice, O heavens, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. You see, we're sitting in a time where we're in worry and fear and trembling and wondering, oh me, oh my, oh my, oh me, and me and my, oh my, what do we do? You see, God has unusual answers in uncertain times, but we've got to get into God's way of doing and being and get out of our pettiness or our complaining or our whining and griping and fear, or I don't know what's going to come in this next election. Yeah, God knows. God knows what we have to do. What do you have to do? Pray. This was the word my great-grandfather gave, revelation given to the church, September 1906. And he said about praying in the spirit and praying with the understanding also. He said, praying in the spirit and praying with the understanding also. He said, I, I say unto you through the mouthpiece, mouthpiece of my church, and again, cultivate the gift of music, that you sing with the Spirit and sing with the understanding also. He is saying cultivate what God has given us so we can get answers. How? When you sing in the Spirit, you sing with the understanding also. When you pray in the Spirit, this is what Paul said, you pray with the understanding, not praying with your brain so that you could miscalculate something God said, but you pray in the Spirit and you pray with the understanding also. And what happens? You get God's revelation and his answers may be uncertain. Did we expect what we expected from, from a person who'd never been in politics who is now president? But look at what's been happening. Would we have sat back in our own humanness and chosen the things that God chooses? God sees the results, the end from the beginning. God has seen who has a heart for God. God saw that this King Cyrus in the book of Daniel, whom nobody would have picked as a man to help God, God picked. And so what we have to do is we have to listen to the voice of God, pray in the spirit, pray with the understanding, sing in the spirit, sing with the understanding. And I believe just like he did for Daniel, just like we saw in the book of Revelation, and just like God can continue right down to your neighborhood and your household, God can give us answers, unusual as they may be, answers, unusual answers in uncertain times. I pray for you right now from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet as you pray in the spirit, as you pray with the understanding, as you get into God's word, as you don't get into the gospel of, opin of opinion. God said when we humble ourselves, that means take our opinion out of the equation. And when we pray in the spirit, the will and the word of God, not our opinion of what I think, I believe God will give us unusual answers in uncertain times. And that's my prayer for you right now in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We wanted to let you know that we have a free listing of healing and wholeness scriptures to help you build your faith. Just go to oralroberts.com bookstore to download just go to oralroberts.com slash bookstore to download your free copy. And if you need prayer, call 918-495-7777 or go to oralroberts.com slash prayer.